you have ChatGPT come out, people are like, dude, this is awesome. And then they like write a couple things and they're like, I don't know what to do with it. Right? That, that, that's that, it's true, cool, though. right? It's cool, but I don't know what to do with it. Um, and and it's, it, it's really just a tool, right? Like if you gave a construction worker, or if you gave a, a kid a hammer and said, all right, dude, go for it. What's he going to do with that hammer? He's going to bust the wall, hit his finger, whatever. He has no purpose for using the hammer. You give a contractor that hammer, and he's going to build you an amazing house. All right, here we go. Evolve Your Brand Podcast with the one and only business bros, Hernan. I already butchered your last name. See us. See us. See us. <laughs> Welcome. We're so excited to have you on uh, on this podcast. And let's just jump into it. Um, so we're going to do a 60-second rapid fire. Let's do it. Are you fire ready? Away. Fire away. Okay, here we go. Coffee or tea? Water. <laughs> tea, tea, okay. buddy, tea. All right, here we go. Hot in here, Old Town, or what was the other parody that you recorded? Oh my gosh, I did the Slim Shady. Slim Shady. Slim Which Shady. One? Slim, Shady? Slim Shady because I'm Hands an Eminem fan. Okay. Daughter or son? Who's your favorite? Oh, that was my daughter's that a lot like me. Okay. Um, but I spend a lot of time with my son, so. Okay. Favorite comedian? Dave Chappelle. Ooh, nice. Dogs or cats? Cats. Cats? Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. How come? Because I feel like every dog loves you, right? Right. But oh, the, the cat, you have to earn that respect. Ooh. Like the cat, okay. if the cat likes you, the cat likes you, loves you. Like okay. That's your thing. And he'll stick his tail up for everybody else, right? So you okay. got to earn that spot. Okay. Favorite part about living in San Diego? The weather, not lately for whatever reason, but right. the weather. Seriously. Okay. The, every open house I've gone to recently, every single person says, I pay too much money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I pay for freaking California beautiful tax. Okay. What's the number one thing you would change about San Diego? Ooh, I'd put more lanes on the freeway. Ooh, seriously. Traffic. That's the one thing I do miss about COVID. Yeah, I didn't right. say that. I didn't say that. Sorry, well, but not times. sorry. COVID times. Uh, favorite comedy movie. <sighs> favorite comedy or favorite movie? Comedy? No, favorite 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 uh, comedy. Favorite comedy. Yeah. I don't even know. I know. That's a tough one. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with Pineapple Express. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I like the Solid. I like the Seth Rogen I stuff. Know. Like just hearing him laugh makes me laugh. Okay. Speaking of laughter, who's the funniest guest you've ever had on the podcast? Oh, funniest. Actually, Mr. Francisco Lopez. Poncho. Poncho's freaking Poncho. hilarious. And not just because he's funny like in person, but like he continues to be funny online all the time. <laughs> like so, dude. It, almost any of the videos you watch of them, they're freaking hilarious. Don't get offended. If you're easily offended, you're not going to like stuff, right? But like one time he was having this drunk confession at the urinal. <laughs> that was freaking hilarious, dude. Okay. I'm going to have... I have not <laughs> it's an older one, one, but Pancho, you got to look it up. I'm, I'm going to check this out. Uh, favorite restaurant... Fa favorite Mexican food restaurant? Oh, um, 
It's hard because okay. it's it's just uh, taco shops I down know. south. But right now it's Lomitas, right down the street from my place. Carne asada fries. Okay, little 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 shout out. Little, little shout, shout out, out for that. Last Lomitas. There you go. I like that. Uh, favorite quote. Favorite quote: Tomorrow the sun will rise. All right, like it's a it's from Castaway, Tom Hanks, and like that's kind of the motto. It doesn't matter what's going on. Tomorrow the sun will rise. Okay, your favorite daily habit. My favorite daily habit is checking things off on my journal, on my activity. But, um, but to be honest, it's when I'm when I'm done with my run, when I feel like I've I, I finished. Mm -hmm. And I already told you how I, <laughs> <laughs> I already told you how I feel about that. <laughs> okay, uh, the one interview you are absolutely going after. Um, Who do you want to interview the most? New? I've been going after Gary Vee for a long time. Okay. Right? Um, not super actively, to be right. honest, but that whole Real Slim Shady parody, that was, will the real Gary Vee please stand up? And that yes. was literally what it was, but I haven't I haven't gotten that far yet. Okay, we're going to have to repost that and we'll get to that later. Right? You know what I mean? We're yeah. going to, Gary Vee, Copyright like business laws. bros, like business <laughs> bros and Gary Vee, and this is going to, we're going to manifest this. Um. What's the one what's the one thing we should absolutely know about you? The one thing you should absolutely know about me is um consistency is my superpower. That's that's sometimes consistency works for you and sometimes it works against you. But it's definitely my like once I figure out where I'm in a groove, I just kind of stick to it. Yes, you do. Yes, you, <laughs> yes, do. you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> Eric Gilman, that was a little dag at us, buddy. Um, so what, what's your story? I mean, let, let, let's really dig into it. Like, I'll, I'll share with you what I know. And then, like, you are a pillar in my, when it comes to branding, content. Like, I, I was sharing with you, I was getting ready for this interview, you know, for this podcast. Because I'm like, this guy's done over 1,100 episodes. Like, mm -hmm. you got to be ready. So, What's your purpose? Like, how come you do all the things that you do? Like, what's your story? To be honest, man, like I, I started simply because I wanted to be a really good real estate agent at the very beginning and prospecting sucks. Uh, <laughs> like it, it just did. I did the mojo dialing for a while and I had like no success. I did door knocking for a while and I didn't have success and like it wasn't my thing right and so around the same time that's when gary v was talking to his you know you got to make content you got to make content you got to make content and so i thought okay well i'll try youtube videos but i didn't know how to edit really back then right. either right like i didn't know anything so i picked like the easiest route i was like okay well I know how to hit the record button on Audacity so I could do that and I could just order equipment and I can watch a YouTube video how to plug it in and let's do let's do podcasting. And so okay. you know, I dragged James. James is my brother, he's the other, he's the other bro. And so little backstory there. Uh our first business was a computer repair company. And uh about two years in, two, three years in, he gets his heart broken by a girl. He joins the Navy and bounces on me. So he leaves me with this business that I don't really know anything about. And so I'm trying to shut it down and I end up going broke with all the mistakes that I made in business. So eight years, you know, goes by and we're going to start this podcast. And I was like, Hey, you're doing this podcast with me. <laughs> hey, we're going to do it for three years. We're going to do it five days. Retribution. A week. Yeah. And he did. He, he like, he stuck to it. He did his three years, almost four years that we did the show. 
he was there every day. He was, he showed up, he put in, he put in the work just like I did. Um, and so when we originally started, it was just, let's create content. And the, the thought was, if I start a podcast, who's the podcaster I know that's successful? Joe Rogan. So if I can get to a thousand episodes, like I'll have millions of followers too. And it didn't, didn't work out that way. <laughs> I had a thousand, I don't Not have yet. millions, right? Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. But you know, and, and the truth is, I don't know if now, I don't know if that's the route I want to go, you know, okay. like, like it's like anything else. You start doing it and it, you, you realize what you like and you realize what you don't like. You realize what you can do and realize what you can do. And it just kind of evolves into, into what it is today. Now, now, honestly, honestly, it's way different from when it started. When I started, it was, you know, all about real estate. That's where I interviewed a lot of real estate people in San Diego, got to know a lot of people in that space. But today it's, it's a prospecting tool and it's a way for me to show my students in my classroom that there's other opportunities than your traditional nine to five in college. And, and it's now becoming more of a, I've learned how to create content at scale. I learned how to create branding material. I learned how to really identify uh, like the avatar for the, for the clients that come on the show. And so, you know, it's a tool that I get to use for school. And on the other side, it's now becoming a way for me to help other businesses generate clientele to lead generate for them. Uh, I'm in the process of bringing in um, some, some salespeople because that's one of my weaknesses. Okay. Right. And so I got a database of people who've been on the show, people who've, you know, had some of our lead mags or whatever, and we're going to go in and, and see what we can do and offer some help. Right. And, I'm at the point now where I don't want to start another solo venture. Awesome. Like I was watching this interview the other day and I forgot who it was, but they were, they were talking about how if you're going to build a business, if you're the, the first thing you should do is try to get to a million. And the only way you're going to get to a million in revenue is when you have a team. And I've started a lot of businesses in the past, most of them solo. And I would always hit like that hundred grand marker. I can make a hundred grand in revenue, maybe 150 in revenue. And that was the plateau. Right. But when I had partners, the revenue can go a million plus. And so now I'm thinking, okay, well, I have this podcast thing and I'm creating content and I'm talking to business owners who all seem to have the same problem. They want more clients. How do I solve that? How do I make that easy for them? And so that's, that's let's go. Okay. So here's my question in regards to what do you think it is it about a partners that had exponential growth for your revenue? Uh, what was the expertise, difference? Right. Like, so where, where that happened was in the insurance space. Okay. So my background is in taxes and accounting. So when I became a, a partner with them, my role was in the taxes and accounting. I would make sure that the books were in order, that the money came in, the money went out the way it was supposed to. Right. That was my role. Right. Um, but I had another partner where all they did was recruiting. Like that was their strong suit. They recruited all day long. And then we had another partner that had, you know, 15 years of insurance experience. That was all they did was right. produce. And as a trio, all of a sudden that makes sense, right? We got one person bringing people in, one person training them, one person managing all the inflow and outflow of the money. And it works right now. Even then you're still going to have problems as you grow a company, but that's, that's the secret is when you, you, you're finding partners that excel at things that you don't excel right. at. And that's, that's hard. I think for a lot of, I mean, I've interviewed, like you said, over a thousand entrepreneurs that I've interviewed on the show. And a lot of them are solopreneurs and they're solopreneurs because they, it's hard to let go of 
something that you have your name on, right? It's hard. Like, you know, I've, I've even considered, we've done the podcast now five years. Do I keep doing business bros? Or maybe I shift into something else where I start doing something a little bit different. And, and you know, that, that thought's been run, running around in my head a little bit. But how come? How come that thought has been running about shifting? Because you spend five years. Okay. Episode number one, seven, July 15th, 2018. Who mm -hmm. are we? Yeah. Who okay. Are we? Who are we? Yeah. So it, it was a great lead in. Like, how come after five years you've invested blood, sweat, tears? I, I mean. Why change? Why change? Why change? Um, Honestly, it's just, do I want to be, a, I think, you know, two things. One is, one is imposter syndrome sets in. Okay. Right? So that's number one for me. And, and to me, that has always, I feel like that's always part of who I am. Anytime I reach the next level, I look around and I'm like, damn, I'm playing at this level now. Like, <laughs> should I even be here? Like, am I supposed to be here? Right? Like that sets in. So I have to fight that demon. Hernan, um, that's crazy to hear you say that. But it it's true. Dude, look, we're, we're at Icon Studios. Right. right? Look at this place. This place is phenomenal. Like for any of you who are thinking about doing a podcast and you want to have the experience of like real great, awesome equipment, I mean, real quality stuff, this is around, right? Right. But this is level up here. Yes. I do my stuff in the corner of an office in my in my room, in my like an offset office in my bedroom, right? Bro, I've been there. I know. That's and that's that and a lot of people have this, which is kind of weird now that I think about it. You walk through my my bathroom <laughs> to get into well, the, the funny thing is though they're like a lot of your episodes yeah but your new episodes are all i mean you're, they're all you're, virtual they're now. all virtual they're all virtual now right so it's crazy <clears throat> it is but at the same time it's like anytime you level up i always feel like number one that's the aspect that kicks in for me am i like i have to validate to myself right that i've earned this spot i've i've made i've gotten myself to this level and there's more to come right um but then the other side of it is is on the branding side, it's like, okay, well, like nobody really knows my name that much. They know the business yes. bros, yes. but they don't know who I am as much. And so that's kind of the thought where I'm like, well, do I, do I shift something to make it more me or do I just take what I already have and make it more me? And that's kind of the, the question that I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about um, it, when, when it comes to that stuff, maybe it's not a, you know, quitting one and starting another, but me, it's just adding another little piece. Okay. To you, it, you do know? I have your permission? Yeah. I have a, I have an idea. <clears throat> audience go and check out. We're going to put some links to business pros podcast and chime in, put it in the comments. What do you think? You know, um, I think as a student and I want to go there kind of next about like your student, mm -hmm. I, I, I see what you do every single day, but before we go there, you've talked about branding and you're, I've, I've seen a huge shift in your brand. Like, What's your attitude towards brand and entrepreneurship right now? Oh, I think it's a must. Okay. Like elaborate further. Cause there's a yeah. lot of fear, bro. Like there's a lot people of people don't like to get on video. Everybody's you, you said the imposter said in your own. I didn't even know you had it. That's shocking to me after 1100 episodes. Cause this <laughs> is a level up for me. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. Oh, well, so, okay. When you're, when you're thinking about what it is that you want to do as far as building a brand, right? What's the end result that you're looking for? 
And, and so for some people, it's, I want my brick and mortar to be the place that people go to. For other people, it's, you know, me, the real estate agent is the person I want to brand. Um, for others, like right now, I'm thinking, you know, Business Bros is going to be more of like a, a marketing agency than, than an individual person. So I think branding is an absolute must, much more than it's ever been in the past, because in the past, you you've always had such a like geographical location when it comes to your business. That's pretty much your limit. And then the internet came about and it's like, okay, well now I can find something pretty quickly. I use keywords to find stuff, but now we're going to be entering the age of AI. And that's kind of a whole different ball game because now I'm not looking when I go to Google something, it gives me options that I can click on. It gives me steps that I can take. AI is going to give me the answer. Right. Right. And so how do I become the answer that that's where I think branding is so powerful because if you, if you, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, these things are still tentacles going online and searching for the answer. So if, if your brand is out there creating a lot of content around a specific piece, you have a lot of engagement, you're, you're verifying your, whatever the information is as the industry expert, then when AI goes to look for the answer, it's going to find you or something relevant to you really close by. And that's to me, the next race is how do you become that next person? And people aren't going to think uh, like, you know, when you think of, of soda, you either think Pepsi or Coke, like that's, right. that's what you're thinking of shoes. You're thinking like Nike is what you're thinking of. AI is going to be thinking of something too. How do you, how do you become that person? And that the only way I can think of to do that is through branding. And that's going to be creating content at scale. That's on multiple social platforms. That's on, you know, in YouTube itself. Uh, that's, that's creating blog posts. I mean, that's becoming relevant. And, and, you know, the, the flip side of that is, and, and that's the long play, right? But the flip side of that is the short term. If you're trying to get a customer today, then you need to be in front of them when they have the question that they're looking for today. And that's right. where content comes in because they might not be looking for it right at this moment, but if you're showing up consistently in front of them because you're in the same space, because you have the similar interests or types of behaviors, then all of a sudden they're going to be like, oh, I know somebody, right? They, they don't really know you. You just showed up enough yep. where they know who you are. So as you were speaking, I was thinking about something like I, I view you as an expert when it comes to influencers, social media, anyone in San Diego. And I would say San Diego is pretty competitive. Like you have a lot of influencers here that are, um, uh, they're hosting events at other places. Like there's a lot of hitters here. How have you seen social, like how has branding changed from 2018, 2020 to 2023 in your opinion? Like how has it evolved? <clears throat> I think, um, I think it always it all comes down to stories, right? Like Gabe Mendez's story is probably one of my favorites okay. to 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 kind of show where it's at. Because when he came on the show, like it was just Gabe Mendez, right? And he had a videographer that came and and you know recorded stuff with him because he knew the the value of creating content at the time. <clears throat> he didn't exactly know, um, you know, what content was going to work the best. But he didn't, didn't matter. He was going to like record my daily stuff because I'm a real estate agent. This is what a real estate agents do. And I need to show you the public that I'm a real estate agent. And that's, I think, where his big focus was. Plus, he had a really compelling story. Right. right? I heard him say something the other day on a social media post that he said on my show that 
caught my interest then and it still catches my interest now. Okay, and he what says, was it? He says, uh, facts tell, stories sell. Right? Facts tell, stories sell. And um, when I think about the content that I've been creating, a lot of the times it's like I'm telling you something. And when I tell you something, it might be interesting, but it doesn't really give you that emotional connection you need mm. to take that action. Whereas when you're telling a story, like when he talks about his story, he was one of the first people that I ever had on the show that as he's telling a story, he starts crying, right? Because like, you guys can listen to Gabe's episode. I mean, it, it was long. I think it was, I think we went like an hour, hour and something minutes, whatever it was. We're going to put the done. link. We're yeah. going to put the link. But I think it was episode 124, to be honest. I think, it was, yeah, it early funny. on, early on. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, but his story was that compelling. And if you see his content today, it's all telling stories, telling the client's story. It's telling the agent's story. It's telling his the story of how he's a good father with his kid. Like everything is a story right. and you're seeing his audience just glow, grow and grow and grow, right? And now it's like, you need an agent in San Diego, like his name is going to be one of the first ones that pop up. I got friends that I'm, they're like, you know, we're scrolling through and I'm like, oh, you know, Gabe? They're like, oh no, he just pops up on my feet. I like some of his stuff. I'm like, I'm like, you know, what? oh yeah, he's that real estate agent, right? Yes. Wow. That's the key. Wow. Right. That's the key right there is that that's the success that you're looking for. So none of these people, like your friends that you're talking about, none of them are associated with real estate. No, they wouldn't have a clue, right? Not, even, not a okay. clue. Not, I mean, not, not it, anything. I mean, maybe even, they're not even... They're really looking to buy a house. But they know. <laughs> but they will. They but when will they when do, they are ready. They know, right? And that's the power of a brand. That's that's it right there. So are you are you a firm believer that if you don't get on social media, you don't get on these creating content branding, what would you say is the time frame that your business will be you'll be out of business? I don't think it's the end all be all. Really? I don't think it's the okay. end all be all. Um I think it will significantly amplify your ability to reach more people. But there are other people who have that skill of meeting people face to face and right. picking up the phone and talking to people. Uh, Ryan Lipsy, for example, right? Yes. Okay. He's with Tycor title. Yep. Um, so early on we, um, we had him on the show. We went to his Tycor title office um, and we, we sat down at the table, did the whole interview. And he was like, dude, I love what you're doing. Let me introduce you to a couple people. Okay. And that was kind of the cool thing. We had like Jesse Wright from San Diego, uh, real producers. Yeah. She was on the show early on when she was just She's launching great. real producers. Oh, like, really? That was super cool. Wow. Um, that's how we ended up. At, uh, I think we met, uh, Gilman through that same connection. I don't, I don't remember which one referred me to which one, but that's how, that's kind of how that started. Uh, but like Ryan opened the door to a lot of places. I had Dean. Aguilar on on the podcast early on, his team's blowing I up. The dude's gonna be a movie star. Oh, right, Dean's like, team. Is, Dean is amazing. Wow. Uh, Jonathan Fisher was on the show. Yep. The fearless agent. He's the fearless agent. Um, Katon Del Rosario yep. was on the show. He's blowing up with the uh, California Dream program. He got he picked great. up to do the news because that, of his social media content. And, and Katon is seriously like his content as far as like lending is concerned, it, it it's fire. Yep. Like he's one of one of the people that you should definitely very authentic, very educated. Jason Cassidy was early on the show. Jason. Too. He yeah. Was, he, I mean, we went to, uh, it was a, we had Jeff building. Fisher on. We had, yeah, Je dude. yeah. Jeff. A, a, a lot of these people, like, I mean, Jeff Fisher was on the show before he even had his awesome office that he has right now. That thing and then is. we went and did an interview over there as well, dude. That was, the place is dope. But I like, again, all these, 
all these people that I got introduced and it starts off with that one connection. And I, and I was, I'm going back to the Ryan thing because Ryan might, uh, was, was one of those people that he opened the door to a lot of those conversations, but what he does really well, which I, which I really loved was he has a team that does a lot of outbound calls and his outbound calls are always, Hey, how you doing? I was thinking about you. Like, is there anything I can do to help you? And, and that, I think is already powerful enough. If you don't, even if you didn't record that on social media, even if you didn't create a brand, that connection of, let me have a conversation with you. How can I help you? What problems are you going through so I can help you solve? That's really what the key is. And again, facts tell, stories sell, right? He's literally helping people all the time. And when he helps them achieve a goal, they're going to send him more business over and over and over again. He literally sits down like a business uh, consultant, helps you kind of align things up, set your goals, reach your goals. Has nothing to do with title insurance, but he's there to support you if you need title insurance, right? And that's that's why, you know, when you talk about branding, he's established that brand of himself as I'm that person that, that you can reach out to help. Now, Ryan's made some content too. Right, oh, yeah, I mean, they yeah. do a lot of stuff, and the only the only limit to him is like restrictions from what title insurance companies can do for real estate agents and lenders, right? So there's rules and regs on how you do that sort of stuff. But if it wasn't for that, he'd be producing content massively. He would literally rent out studios and invite agents to come in and do interviews. I did that with him too. Well, I, I also think that if you want to differentiate yourself, th this is a great opportunity when it comes to just social media and creating content where you can establish your foothold because it doesn't matter how talented you are. This is one thing that I heard. I wish I could remember the influencer that said it. It's like, if no one knows who you are, who cares how talented you are mm. and how good you are at what you do? Because if no one knows who you are, you're going to get outperformed by people that are actually, it's the action, dude. It's the move forward action. Mm -hmm. And it's rough because you second guess. Like, I do it all the time. I'm like, I'm not recording this. <laughs> so favorite, since we're talking so much about the podcast, what is what was the most impactful, impactful guest that you had on? Yeah, for me, that was that was Gabe. That was really early really? on. Really? Yeah. Okay. It was, it was really early on um, only because... I, I, his story was so, was so moving and I didn't know for sure if it was like, is this guy for real <laughs> or is this guy just like fluffing it and he's, you know, here to do a show, create his content, go on the way. Right. But it's not until you like, until like, I mean, you meet him taste, same Gabe, same, same hustle, same drive. Um, but at the time it was like, dude, I remember being like speechless and not knowing what to say. I was like, that's. Deep. I mean, people's stories and struggles are intense, but I, I'll tell you, like, he's talking about how he went on a listing appointment and he's like super broke and he's hoping he gets this listing. Um, and he comes out after the listing appointment and his car got repossessed and he has to go back inside and talk to the listing client that he just had a presentation on to use their phone, like, to call somebody to get picked up. That's humbling, bro, but. <laughs> but like to be at the lowest low, you know what I mean? And and like where he is today, it's it's really, it, to me early on, that was one of those like, okay, I can do this too. So how comfortable are you being vulnerable on, like, are, are you comfortable with it now? It's second, second nature? I mean, yeah, I think early on it was like, I was so afraid to say something wrong 
Okay. Right? Like to go viral the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> but today I'm like, you know what? To be honest, like this is just me. Like I think everybody has their their little secrets, I guess, that they keep. But for the most part, I, I like to pretty much be an open book. Um, like I'm at the point right now where I'm I'm shifting things and like it's kind of weird because I haven't really had much revenue come in as I'm shifting things, as I'm as I'm changing. Um I I haven't been promoting real estate. I haven't really been focusing my attention there. And I kind of miss those checks, to be honest, oh. right? But at the same time, it's like, but I got my weekends back. And, you know, like I have I'm 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 starting to chip away at what is it that I I have on my plate and right. do I need that? Do I need that right now in my life? And that's kind of a weird situation because, um, again, imposter syndrome, right? 1,100 episodes. It's literally called business bro. And then here I am cutting things away. It it's, is business bro now. Right? It, yeah, is. it is. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, simple. But here I am cutting things away. And, and so that, you know, I know my personal finances. I know where I'm at. But. At the same time, it's kind of scary. I've been here before. I've done this. I've I've started over, built something new. Um, but I'm at that point right now where I'm like, I'm taking a shift from where I was. I'm gonna go this route, and it's kind of scary. But at the same time, um, now I'm just like, dude, this is where I'm at. Like, this is what I'm doing, and it's kind of cool to share those things because there's a lot of people who are just starting for the first time. Right. Right. And and like that's one of the other realizations that I've come to grips with is is like what who do I want to help? And I think where I where mm. I really excel, like where I really get excited is when somebody has a dream and I can turn it into a reality. Okay. Right? I think it's cool to take somebody who's existing and then grow their business dramatically, right? That's that's where the business model um that I'm building is gonna work, is gonna help people with that aspect. But my passion is at the beginning, right? And and like there's a couple of people that I'm helping right now that had an idea of a business and now it's actually a business, right? Shout okay. out to to Cheeky Tacos, for example. Um, they'd been talking about doing this for years. Every they're a couple, you know, family and friends, and they've been talking about it for years until we sat down. I was like, look, if you really want to do this, I'll help you, but this is how we do it, right? And now it's like a legit thing. There's they have events scheduled. They have landing pages. They got okay. clients. They're building their email list. I mean, all that stuff. But, and and to this day, they still don't know much of how that happened. But again, this is the strength piece, right? That's my strength where right. I'm at. Their strength is doing what they do. And so for me, I think it's that, that you know, the vulnerability has to be there so that People like that realize that, dude, it happens at all different levels. Like you're still starting and it's okay to not know. And it's okay to, to be afraid, but take the steps anyways, because you'll be happy you did it. Like I hear so many people all the time. They're like, I don't want to do this. It takes, you know, six months to get this thing to happen, blah, blah, blah. Well, did you start it? No. Then what, what are you going to wait six months down the road for the another six months start the clock? Like as soon as you start, the clock starts. Your future, you will thank you. Absolutely, and, and and the thing I think today is like, if if you're not, you still we're at the early stages. There's still ample opportunity. I think with artificial, let, let's go to artificial intelligence okay. now. So you just finished up Billie Jean is marketing, 
actually I'm going through it again. You are. Yeah. So, so we did, I did the, the certification course for Billy Dean is marketing. So basically it was, I, I knew that social media was, was awesome, but there's also the paid side of it. right? Right. And so rather than, you know, I went through YouTube university and learned a bunch of stuff, but I needed to find a mentor who was already successful. Right. And Billie Jean was one of those who's just been kicking ass in that field for years now. Um, and so paid for the mentorship, went, did the 16 week course, um, came out number one in my class. Right. Uh, which was super awesome. But recently he redid the entire course AI related because, Hey, if you're going to run a digital agency now, if you're creating content, why are you not using AI tools to become more efficient. And so literally we're in uh to I'm going there tomorrow. Tomorrow's week six out of sixteen. Okay. Going through the whole thing, but looking at paid ads and content creation through the eyes of AI and capitalizing on on these AI tools, using them to become more efficient. Because at the end of the day, you run an agency, you have a lot of staff. Well, if you can use AI to be more efficient in creating the processes, then you don't need to hire that much staff. And so I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, let me cut down all these different things that I had. How much can I handle? Can I systematize this process and then move on to the next piece? Okay. So I have a question for you. We're talking about the future. What do you think your business looks like 12 months from now with, with AI when it comes to efficiency and growth? Oh, um, if, if I'm having it my way, yeah, let's yeah. Go. and let's so, go. um, my goal has been simple. It's uh 30,000 a month net to me in, uh, in gross revenue. I want to be in the best shape of my life. I want to motivate others to be better and I want a loving relationship at home. So in 12 months, what does it look like? It looks like I've achieved all those things through AI and content creation. So I'll give you an example. <clears throat> when I prep for a show, when I used to prep for a show, it would take me a long time creating a thumbnail, writing the show description, researching the guest. I mean, I had a, I got to a point where I had a VA, literally that was all their job was to create the preparation for the show. Now using AI, yeah. it takes me 10 minutes and I am much more prepared for an episode. I know who the guest is. I know who the guest is talking to. I create a show interview questions so that we're talking all about who that particular client is so that we create a 30 minute episode that is essentially a bunch of small clips that that client or that guest can use to promote their business. So in 12 months, I should be at the point where every single episode that I do not only uh, is is a great episode, but it literally creates a marketing plan for that client that I turn around and sell to that client or partner with that client so we can get them more customers. And and that's where the 30 grand is going to come in. It's it very much, I feel like it's more like affiliate marketing. Right. But through through that introduction of podcasts. So like you come on my show because you need help growing your business. Okay. Just to give you feedback, your energy level and enthusiasm when you're walking through that, you could you could literally feel your excitement because <laughs> it is the AI revolution. Like it is. we're talking about opportunity. Mm-hmm. So how come you think that AI for entrepreneurs? Okay, you're you're a high school teacher. W- what is it that we need to teach our youth? I got I got two teenagers myself. So I'm kind of thinking, you know, I'm looking at them and I'm like, how is artificial intelligence going to impact their future? Like people are talking about job loss. What's your opinion on 
um, you know, people's professions that aren't people that aren't jumping on the AI bandwagon and are just sitting because we know it's going to happen. Adoption is going to be very, very slow, which screams opportunity. Yeah. I don't even th think adoption is slow. It's application is slow. Ooh. Right. Because okay. adoption is, I mean, ChatGPT had the fastest growth of users than any social True platform that. out there. True. Adoption is cool. But so the thing is you have ChatGPT come out. People are like, dude, this is awesome. And then they like write a couple things and they're like, I don't know what to do with it. Right. That, that, that's yeah, <laughs> it's true, cool. Though. Right. It's cool. But I don't know what to do with it. Um, and, and it's it. It's really just a tool, right? Like if you gave a construction worker, if you gave a, a kid a hammer and said, all right, dude, go for it. What's he going to do with that hammer? He's going to bust the wall, hit his finger, whatever. He has no purpose for using that hammer. You give a contractor that hammer and he's going to build you an amazing house, right? Like that's the difference between, it's not the tool. It's how you use the tool. It's the application. It's the application of it, right? And so you know, I, I teach at a high school and if, if I go and talk to the English department, ChatGPT is like the mortal sin. You're trying to prevent people from using it uh, because it will write the paper for you. Right. In my class, it is a tool. So for example, we're doing a, um, a chapter right now on automobile ownership. And so I was like, how do I make this a little more engaging for the kids? So they have a road trip project. So the goal is they're going to plan a, a road trip after graduation. They got to pick a starting point, an ending point. There's three destinations that they're going to stop in between. And then three hazards that happen to them along the way. Okay. Um, and they're, the whole goal is like, you know, pick the car that you're looking for, mileage, all that stuff, calculate the cost, all that. But then they're going to have to present it as if it already happened. Okay. Right. And so the last segment of it is we're going to take all your details and we're going to use ChatGPT to help come up with a fun story. Right. And that, and that's the idea is how do you use the tool? I think for English teachers, you don't need to teach them how to write anymore. You need to teach them how to make writing better. Yes. Right. That's, that's the, the key here. Now all of a sudden it's like knowing things like tone and diction and, you know, ethos and pathos and all these different things to help make the writing better. That's, the application of the skill of what you're teaching the kid. Who cares if he can't write the paragraph? Can he communicate enough information so that the communication is done for him? That's the power. Because at the end of the day, look, we're in business. Writing, if you could write ad copy, that's awesome. Now, if you can get the AI to write the ad copy that also generates the client, yeah. what's the difference? It's still a win. And I think you're going to see a lot of creators go that route. You're going to see musicians writing songs through ChatGPT. You're going to see movies. You know, there's a South Park episode of ChatGPT written uh, I, in I, part by ChatGPT. I, really? <laughs> I didn't know it was written though. I've seen that. I, I've I've seen clips of the episode. I didn't know it was written by part of it. So at the end credits, it says, you know, writers and ChatGPT. It's it's mind blowing to me from, you know, uh, and I'm diving in, you know, you're, you're a student. So who are your, you know, when it comes to uh, like your mentors, who you're following, who are your influencers that you appreciate? And what's the one thing that you appreciate about them? Name two. Yeah. So um, uh, right now, my big ones are Billie Jean because I'm going through the course, <laughs> right? That, I mean, that should be automatic. That bro. should be automatic. <laughs> I mean, and it's cool because I get to literally hang out with them in person, you know, once a week, which is phenomenal. Um, and then the other one right now is is Alex Ramosi. Okay. Because um, I'm all about like 
how do I design that hundred million dollar offer? What right. is going to make this worth that customer's while? That's going to make them stop scrolling. I'm learning that from Billy Jean, but how do I make them say, yes, I want that. Okay. What's the one thing you appreciate that, that stands out with, with Billy Jean? What's the one thing that you appreciate about his mindset? Um, you know what is that he is, he's grateful for every student that comes on board. Really? Right. And, and the thing is we're people, man. Like <laughs> not all of us are going to be people that have a high tech skill level. Not all of us are going to be articulate. Not all of us are going to be mellow and temp, you know, calm when it comes to our temper. And I mean, the guy's got, I think it's like 130,000 students worldwide. And really to have that, uh, like the temperament of, you know, like, I appreciate you guys all. I'm here to help every single one of you. Uh, and then the time, he, the, the time that him and his team take to put together, um, well, in education, they're called scaffold lessons, right? Lessons that are like basic step by step. That's a skill set. Like that is, that to me is super powerful because I, I struggle with that as, as an educator myself. I think this is going to be perfect. And then I do it and I'm like, oh, I probably should have broke it down even further, right? Or even further than that, or even further than that. And like, he, like he sees that. And I, I, I like, and he's not even like in like traditional education, but he's an educator. Right. Right. And so to me, being able to see that from a whole different world um, is, is phenomenal. You have an appreciation for his mind. Uh, Alex Hermosi, what's the one uh, piece of content that you saw from him that stands out to you that you can recall? His book. <laughs> His book, uh, $100 million offer. I, dude, I, uh, I, I must have read that thing like, I don't know, 17, 20 times, dude. And, and it's just the section on how he really breaks down, like how to, uh, I forgot what he calls it, but, um, the grand slam offer it's, it's the grand slam offer, but it's how he breaks it down so that you're at, he's, you're basically asking every single possible problem, right? Like in four different questions each time. Right. And, that is such a tedious process. I couldn't even complete it for myself all the way through. Uh, I got, I got like halfway through my own process and I was like, for real, like you did this for all of your stuff all the way through. And like, just to see that, like Alex Ramosi's ripped, right? And when He's you shred it, dude, when you see people who are ripped and shredded, you know, their dedication to, to get that way. And he takes that same dedication to his business models and just for him to be able to like, you know, I, I, one piece of content that stands out is I forgot the the lady's name, but he saw this, uh, this, uh, I think it was actually Kylie Jenner. I think it was, um, the one that has the makeup brand. Yeah. Kylie. Yeah. And, and well, I don't know if it's her, but one of them. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, he said he saw her on the cover of a magazine. She was like 20 something and a billionaire. And he was like, like all obsessed with business. And he's like, I don't like it became a competition to him. I don't understand how she can get there at that age. Why am I not there yet? And so he, he will go and study those people that he wants to get to. And that, that to me is like, I, we were talking earlier and I was telling you, you know, we, you mentioned Oprah and I was like, I remember watching a bunch of Oprah episodes when I first started podcasting. Cause I was like, how do I become a better interviewer? She's a great interviewer. Let me listen to her. Seriously. I was thinking to myself, uh, business bro. <laughs> 
I, I got to step up my game. Who <laughs> is one of the best interviews that there is? It's Oprah Winfrey. It, it, this has been phenomenal. Like, I, I really just appreciate your insight. Like, you're 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 a practitioner. You, you talk about interviewing Gary Vee. Like that. That's the level that I see you in San Diego, and and you can clearly see the shift. Like the Billie Jean influence. So, what what is the next right move for or not? What does that look like? The next right move for me is is getting the right team members all on the bus. That's that's the next right move for me. So I got a, a sales team that's starting to get put together. Um, I have my VAs for for certain aspects of the business that I'm putting together, and now it's like okay, um, all my content is 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 geared towards that startup business model that that let me help you grow your your business and i think once i have all the pieces like starting to work together that's that's the next move and and, and i think it's that personal investment hernan that blows me away because you continue to raise the bar like when i look at the journey of most influencers in san diego you started in you know july of 2018 you're, you're going to the Billie Jean, you won that award. It's like that progression continues. So what's your advice for someone that has no presence? They have the fear. What's the number one thing they should do? Just do it. Nike. <laughs> Nike's the best advice. Uh, dude, listen to my episode one. It is not very good. It's just, it's who just are not, we? Yeah, who are it's we? Just not. You know, we're we have, have to, no intro. We're gonna, we have, uh, we're just kind of sitting there talking to each other. James doesn't really want to be there, by the way. So when you're listening to that first this episode, awesome. he literally, uh, he literally has like a, a 12 pack of Bud Light sitting next to him, right at the cooler, right next to him. And we sat down and recorded the first like three or four episodes. So when you get to like episode three or four, when you finally hear the first ever business, bros, it's because he's faded already. Ready? <laughs> That's a great James. Love you, bro. This will be an outtake. Uh, actually, we'll do that as a short. Just talk about content. We'll do that as a short. We'll we'll play episode one and boom. There, and there's, there's no video intro. to that, by the way. There's no video. It's, it's just all sound? audio. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. we didn't do video until I want to say like episode. 60 maybe 80 something okay. like that um and the only reason video came in is because we would interview people and they would say hey we want to do video i was like yeah but i don't know how to do that i think it was actually katon that came in and said oh um, Man. Uh, yeah i think it was him might have been jose uh alvarado, alvarado yeah and they said you guys should use sling studio and i was like what Sling. Is that? and so we got it and that's when we started doing video as well but it didn't, it wasn't at the very beginning. So you want to know how to do it? You just freaking do it and, and accept the fact that you're not good at the beginning level with everybody that you're just getting started, but do it anyways. So if I want to get a hold of you, I want to work with her Don. How do I do how that? Do, how do how do we find how you, my man? That? How do you find you? What what are your handles? Bros. Billy Jean would slap both of us. <laughs> for not, like, for, for, not, for, not for, for, I'm sorry, action, shameless right? plug time. No call to action. No, no, no. Um, yeah, if you if you want to reach out, we want to learn more about creating content or or handling. You already have long form content that you need to chop up. Um, that's what we do. Business Bros. Uh, Biz or at Business Bros. Pod are all our handles, and that's where we're at. Sweet. See, short the humility, my man. You didn't even plug himself. I got to plug him. <laughs> I also want to thank uh, Shane, Stephen, Icon, Yes, uh, Industries. Uh, 
thank you so much for all they do. I mean, we have, uh, if you haven't seen our events, more to come. They make icons. And and, and you help build brands. And there you go. Brands. So just want to thank Hernan. Thank you so much for being on the episode. We'll put all the links and information below. And if you like this episode, have any comments, just share, drop a comment, and we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thanks, my brother.